the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing in more. Consumer tech report, consumer tech report. It's a little tech talk, little... Little cutting edge, bleeding edge technology that everyone wants to consume because we are a nation of consumers. Apple, they got the HomePod out there. How do you think the HomePod's doing? Not so well. It's a new wireless speaker. You would say it probably competes with an Alexa, but it doesn't. It sounds awesome. It's high-quality audio. Apple had an opportunity to put the HomePod at the center of its ecosystem and try to move away from just the iPhone gluey stickiness in our lives to more smart home gadgets. Consumers have discovered it's heavily dependent on the iPhone and is limited as a digital assistant. So if you don't have your phone around, it's tough to use that thing. And as a digital assistant, it ain't all that in a bucket of chicken. Which has not been a, review, a hit review, a hit with reviewers, in way, shape, or form. That's pretty familiar if you know anything about Apple's history. Back in 2006, Apple introduced the iPod Hi Fi. Steve Jobs comes out and makes it like awesome. The Apple. Hi-Fi, the Apple iPod Hi-Fi was a $349 speaker. It was a flop. A rare one for Jobs. But it was a flop. The device was continued about a year and a half later. The iPod Hi-Fi hit the market just as a lot of smaller consumer electronic manufacturers started selling their own speakers that had a little bit more prowess, per se, with the iPod and iTunes. Apple seemed to miss the market by coming out with a product priced higher than the competition without a lot of extra benefit. So the HomePod's out there, and its claim to fame is its high-quality audio. Repeat history, right? Rather than attribute this speaker with everything that's glorious and digital assistantness, it didn't. 
Amazon and Google have got that market so far. Strong ecosystems built around Alexa and Google Assistant. It's funny because I got the Google Nest home security system. I got the Google Nest um, fire detector, smoke detector, carbon dioxide detector. I got the Nest thermostat. So they, 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 Google's won that for me. And honestly, I don't see myself replacing the thermostat every year. So they're going to own that market for a little bit. Amazon's got, you know, the Alexa thing that I find annoying. But it's good for weather and news updates and, you know, uh, you could say stream Rob Black, stream KDOW, and it's done. But the quality of the speakers, and it just doesn't feel right. I don't want Amazon to be my electronics company. It's kind of like I don't want Costco to be my clothing company. Because then you'll see the brand and you'll go, dude, where's cheap clothes from Costco? Yeah, yeah. There's something to be said about be- being perceived as cheap, right? So Syria is struggling. And it's an unfortunate reality for Apple. Because when we heard about Modern Voice Assistance, we're like, oh, Apple may not get it with the first Siri. But Apple didn't get it with the second Siri either. And Siri's been around since 2011. And here we are six, seven years later, eight years later sometimes. I don't know. What year are you in? Because it ain't the same year that I'm in. Amen. I'm tired of commercials with talking bears. Stop it. I'd like to see a talking chicken or something on occasion. But Siri had the early lead, and they've fallen behind Siri in terms of its ability to understand its users, answer questions, and work with third-party apps. Cook, 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 Tim, cook, 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 cook of Apple sees this is a problem. He hired Google's former artificial intelligence and web search chief to his executive team. So he's got a, you know members of his executive team in charge of hardware, design, software operations, retail, marketing, financials, internet services, and now artificial intelligence. Siri should be fixed coming down the road, but again, the $349 HomePod is pretty awesome, fun, cool, tricky, gadgety. It ain't worth money, though. Unless you like the audio crispness. So does Google pay women less than men? There's a lot of, lot of talk about equality in the United States. But, yeah, it appears that some, you know, engineering contracts have come out. And it's a bit of a red flag. But it's also a reality, right, in our society. It, it, well, I'm not going to say it's also a reality and say that's all good. But it's out there. Paul Jacobs, the ousted chairman of Qualcomm, is making progress in lining up enough funding to take the chipmaker private. It could make the bid within the next few months. So will they go private and push the stock price higher? Uh, there's Wall Street has not given Qualcomm a, a, a break. They're holding lawsuits with Apple against them. They're holding, you know, competitive issues against them. Samsung's joining the blockchain party. It's my party and I'll do what I want. Little Miley. Samsung's joining the blockchain party. Now, what is that all about, right? The world's biggest maker of smartphones and semiconductors may use the technology behind cryptocurrencies. Manage its vast global supply chain. 
Companies around the world have said they're planning to deploy blockchain technologies on everything from cross-border payments to tracking the life cycle of supermarket chickens. Supermarket chickens. Samsung Group is one of the first global giant manufacturers to take a serious look at using the distributed ledgers in its operations. Blockchain has been thrown into the spotlight because it's tied to Bitcoin. It's breakthrough what blockchain does in that it transforms the way transactions are recorded, verified, and shared. And its impact on the corporate world has been limited so far, but Gartner Group predicts blockchain-related businesses will create $176 billion in value by the year 2025. So you're seeing a dawn of an industry. And if I were you, instead of watching the Oakland A's or San Francisco Giants lose tonight, both have been eliminated from the playoffs, maybe type in you know blockchain investments. Start living, start learning. Um, and that's out there. So blockchain is going to be around. Um, other stories of note today, Russia sanctions for Syria. Fresh sanctions are going to be imposed on Russia's related um, Syrian situation and the use of chemical weapons. And it's starting to hit the Russian stock market for sure. China's economy is expected to have brushed off trade wars, debt mountains, and regulatory crackdowns in its first quarter. Growth maintained a 6.8% pace in China, well ahead of the target 6.5. Now, again, I don't believe everything I hear out of the U.S. economy, and I don't believe everything I hear out of you know, the Chinese economy. The United States is telling Russia and China that you're Currency manipulators, and that's the kettle calling the pot black. Find me online at robloxshow.com. Financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to songs to listen to recently it's not the song of the summer but it's something I've been paying attention to I don't know why do I share why do I share why do I share do you care sweet Netflix plans to boost its number of originals a lot this year 
They want 700 new original titles. And when I started thinking of Netflix, I'm like, that's a lot of titles. But the big issue for me with Netflix is going to be this question. When does the intermission start? They've only got four big shows this quarter. Their stock is basically has double the valuation that it had roughly two years ago. When at this point, his subscriber forecast took the stock down 13% in one day. If you're a Hollywood hit maker, you know that sometimes making movies aren't going to be a hits. And sometimes a good solid show won't play well when an audience hopes and expectations are too sky high. Was anyone happy with the new Star Wars? Was anyone completely satisfied? I want to see more Wookiees. I want 14% more Wookiees. And I didn't get it. So the slate of new series this quarter is just four. Will Netflix be able to ring the bell and uh, hit earnings numbers? We don't care about earnings at Netflix. Like, we don't care about earnings at Amazon. We care about how are they growing the scope of their business. And when do they take the foot off the gas and improve their margins? That's going to come later. Stick with the first question first. How are they going to grow their business? So Netflix just has four series coming out this quarter. Lost in Space is one of them, which I, I was Jonesing for. Danger, Will Robinson. Just relive some of my childhood. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. I was surprised how, I'm not going to say smart, but for a PG-rated show, I didn't mind. I, you know, I, I didn't have to see blood and guts. I want to see the first alien who comes and talks to them and tries to hoodwink them out of their possessions. The hilarity of the, I'm too young to die. Dr. Smith versus the, oh my, now Dr. My. Smith has been replaced by as a woman. So, but see, here's the thing. Last year, Netflix had House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And others that hyper-focused us on the company's ability to bring in new eyeballs. So what, and they're going to do 700 this year? So yeah, I, I think you could say that Netflix is probably due for an intermission. Tax day, did you pay your taxes or are you too late? No! Tax day is on the 17th this year. Why is that? You know, 30 million Americans still haven't paid their t- 40 million Americans. Still haven't paid their taxes or filed their taxes. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's all I got for you, ladies and gentlemen. Consumers rebounded in March. Nicely. I like to say, nice. Nice. Um, Retail sales were good. Autos were good. Employment numbers are good. I don't get the rock. Just throwing that out there for you. I do get Coachella. Something to be said for young people with skippy clothes enjoying music. Saying that it's spring. Everyone love, love. It's spring. Thank you. Little trade tensions going on right now in the world. When the United States tells China and Russia that they're manipulating their currencies, devaluing them. I think we issue debt whenever we want to. I think we print money. And that devalues our currency. Let's call the kettle call the pot black.
Bank America's up today on earnings. Costco rises on an upgrade. I think I'm going to be the only American who says this out loud. I hate Costco. Costco is now on my list of things that I hate to do. <clears throat> I love the gas. I love the tires. I love the deals that you can get on flights. I hate actually going into a Costco. There's nothing enjoyable about it for me. I don't like the people. They're nice. I'm not going to I don't like the hustle and bustle. I was at a Costco in Reno, and I'm like, why do people love this stuff? You know, you get this like 600 pound man selling, giving away free samples of cocoa butter. Here, eat a stick of cocoa butter. You're like, I don't think that's a good idea. You don't think the benefits of coconut are there? And no, it's, 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 it ends with the word butter. I don't want to eat it. And like, it's just, it's not that good of an experience for me. The food is great, you know, the prices. But when do you shop? Like the one in Reno, wide open. The one in Cupertino, it, it, it's it's like a battlefield. And the only thing that should be a battlefield, battlefield shouldn't even be battlefield. Love should be a battlefield. But nothing else that should be a battlefield, especially shopping at Costco. I go into a Costco on, in the Bay Area, and it's like a fight. It's a fight for mankind. And you're like you're, you're wondering. Then you go into a small town, mid-sized town like a Reno. And there's no one there. But there's also not a lot of product there. I think they might stock their stores based on uh, median incomes. Yes, yes. So I'm not going to say this yet, but at some point in time, I just want to put the message out there that I hate Costco. I hate free samples. And um, I stand by that. I don't need free samples. Syria was in the news today. Syria, Syria, Syria. Not cereal. Missiles were launched. Targets were hit. The response has been tempered. And the markets responded positively on that. McDonald's in the news. In large part, in large part, a lot of people see that it can't repeat what it pulled off in last year. Last year was great for sales. Successful initiatives coming together all at once. So one analyst is saying that was a great year. I'm going to let it cool off. That analyst put a $170 price target on the company. Down from 185 which represents 5% upside from here over the next 12 months. But the shares are up 24% in the last 12. Now, I remember times in my life where Monopoly would come out with, uh, McDonald's would come out with games like Monopoly or, you know, at the Olympics, go for the gold, and you'd scratch off and you'd win things. And I always hoped that I was going to be the 7-year-old kid or 8-year-old kid who hit the million dollars and was able to buy my parents a house. I never was that guy, but I tried. All I want to do is sit on the couch and eat corn chips. So McDonald's can't keep growing at 24% stock growth year over year. Do I like McDonald's? I do. Would I own McDonald's? I would. Consult a work advisor for taking action on stocks mentioned. But sometimes, unless they come out with like golden chicken nuggets that cure you know, diarrhea or nuggets that cure cancer, or if they can come up with a chicken with eight legs, they can get more nuggets per chicken. I just don't see the innovation. I see a lot of productivity, and I see a lot of kiosks coming. I do like McDonald's long-term.
questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Black talking money investing more marijuana stocks. Whoa, I get asked probably ten questions on a you know a repeat kind of basis, and one of them is marijuana stocks. Obviously, one of them you know should I house now? But marijuana stocks could be a buzzkill for a lot of people. To me, I like staying away from areas where you just can't win. It's just not wise. Whether it be, you know, someone going through a divorce. So you and your wife have been really good friends with another couple and they're going through a divorce and your kids like their kids and you have to kind of like, it's, it stinks picking sides. No one wins, right? It's too dramatic. Both sides are charged emotionally. And same thing with stocks. There's areas that I just don't want to go into. Sometimes they can become too much of a civil war. And sometimes maybe I'm, you know, being condescending to you. And sometimes I'm maybe backtracking my history and changing it. Maybe, you know, I have like some controversial stocks. But I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a tougher way of making money. So traveling in Canada now, you'll get cabbies or border guards or bankers. They'll tell you their favorites uh, on Canadian cannabis investments it's a stock market now that's risen to about 30 billion dollars which is about half of canada's gold mining industry so is marijuana as legit as gold it's kind of is but there's a lot of risk a lot of valuation shoots straight up then you get into the regulation issue you know, Donald Trump says he's going to work with DACA. Then over the weekend, Donald Trump says, no DACA deal ever over my dead, dead tiny hands. Wrong. So if DACA had some investment ideas, oh boy, right? Same thing with marijuana, in my opinion, is that it's, it's great, 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 and then it's not. And I don't want to leave it up to a politician um, to stomp on me, per se. So it could be a consumer discretionary business on the scale of alcohol. I, I, that's the thought, right? And there's a company called Constellation Brands, ticker symbol STZ, which I think is a great name. And for those of you with a guilty conscience, I did not say STD. I said STZ, Constellation Brands. Oh, my, my, my. It's the beer and wine giant. So they just picked, plucked down 10 uh, $191 million to take a 10% stake in Canopy, which is, you know, a, a marijuana business. So for Constellation, they said, we think global sales of cannabis, marijuana, can hit $200 billion in 15 years. Now, again, it's great until it's not. And it's something I'm going to throw out there for you. Canopy growth out of Canada, ticker symbol is weed. Very original, right? W-E-E-D. It's going to be with an Amazon.com like e-commerce site, uh, TweedMainStreet.com. So 
there's different types of brands that Canopy has got. Um, whether it's Leafs by Snoop Dogg or Tweed. Um, plus, they've got specialty craft growers. Does that sound like the specialty craft brewers? And yet, once again, the story is com- compelling and it's coming together. And we're all learning about, you know, the different highs and how it can see with pain and cancer patients and, um, you know, edible products versus uh, inhaling them. They're already starting to talk about cross-mixing the alcohol and the weed industry into so that they can both grow bigger. THC, which is the active ingredient that gets you high. I was going to do my homework till I got high. But uh, THC-fueled versions of beer, ginger, and vodka. Do we need this? <laughs> is life so bad that we need to have not just beer, and not just vodka, and not just marijuana, but marijuana-infused beer? I guess we might. I guess there's a market for it, right? So it comes back down to that question that people keep coming up to me all the time. Should I buy marijuana stocks? And I go, I don't know. And yet, if you were to come up to me and say, should I buy Apple? I'd be like, yes. Well, what do you think about what's going on? Should I buy Facebook? I'd be like, yes. Would I buy all, would I take all of my lunch money and push it in? No. But what I would do is make it part of my portfolio and make sure that every time I get paid by the man, that part of my money is going towards investment ideas. 15 plus percent for me. I want to get to retirement all happy and fat, not stressed on when I should take the foot off the gas. Vivian Azer of Cowan is the only analyst on Wall Street who covers cannabis stocks. The only analyst on Wall Street. So... Wall Street has all these pockets, and these pockets have money in them. And it's worthy of note that only one analyst is out there saying, let's take a look at this industry, billion-dollar industry, right? So the one company that people keep coming back to is Canopy, ticker symbol weed. Longtime analyst of the beverage industry, Anzer, thinks that the cannabis industry could eventually substitute for much of alcohol's role as a social lubricant. You know, a lot of people say that I only drink to kind of like um, open up at parties. I only drink to kind of unwind after work. A lot of people do weed for that. If Canada's retail market can reach $9 billion in annual sales in a few years, you're talking about doing that math across the world and saying, you know, we got to pay attention to Colorado and Washington after they legalize marijuana in California. Canada's leading cannabis companies are licensed producers that make most of their money growing marijuana. Canada's investors have given them enough dirt cheap capital to build more production than the world has ever seen for a market already well supplied by illegal growers. So again, do we need legal growers? If we have illegal growers, will the price come down? There's things that I feel could create a problem. So a lot of the weed companies are saying, look at all the money in alcohol. And see, this is where the story becomes, you know, it it turns from that growth story to me, not to a nightmare, but it turns from a growth story to here's where some problems can be. 
you get the situation where you get investors in the weed company saying, we could be the next. I could be the next champion of the world. If only I could knock out Muhammad Ali, I could be the next champion. Well, you ain't champion until you knock him out. You don't want to be champion. Consumption by Canadian teenagers is the highest out of any developed country in the world. So if you look at Canada as a, a, a bed of experimentation for the rest of the world, you already have, you know, uh, a lot of data coming out of Canada. Canadian teenagers have the highest percentage of consumption. And when you start cross-referencing that to addiction and mental health um, issues, 45% of Ontario adults had used cannabis at least once. All about 15% acknowledged using it in the past year. Canada's let its dispensaries sell marijuana by prescription. In British Columbia, Vancouver has so many dispensaries and lounges that uh, they call it Vansterdam. Uh, so now you get a politician, Justin Trudeau, good-looking Justin Trudeau. I am the good-looking Justin Trudeau from the Prime Minister of Canada. Take off, you posers. I, I do yoga with my incredibly attractive wife, who also does yoga. So big weed companies, they're setting up for a fight with you know recreational use versus you know medical marijuana. And I just don't feel at this point in time that, you know, we're there yet as a nation. From the American dollar investor, it's really, really tough. The other night I was, you know, flipping through the TV and what do I see on Jesus Christ Superstar? I'm like, I wonder how relevant this is. Because in the 1970s, we were a much more uh, religious nation. Um, right now, you've got about 40% of people who say they go to church regularly. And then the truth is only 18%. But how much have we really changed? And I don't know if down the road we're going to go, oh, I did marijuana when I was young. And, and kind of like step on it. And like I said, I think that one of the biggest things right now is the alcohol industry is going to probably be at the crux of watching the, the weed industry grow. And they don't want the, the marijuana industry to eat into their business of drugs. You know, alcohol is a drug, right? A relaxing drug. So I'm paying more attention to the companies like Coors. I'll pay attention to the companies like Weed, but we still don't live in a world where people are okay letting other people do things like smoke marijuana. So it's going to be a tough investment. Politically speaking, it's going to be tough to become... Main Street. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, invest, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube at Rob Black Show. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
So the only problem I have with alternative music is sometimes it gets a little bit too close to dance music or beats per minute kind of issues. And like in the background of these songs, you can hear like door slam and you're like, that's not an instrument right there. It just, it sounds like a door slamming. It doesn't sound like a real drum. It's Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. Morning. To pay your mortgage off early or not. Mm-hmm. I've always loved mortgages when they're low cost of money. Their interest rates, their mortgage interest is tax deductible to a certain point in most of America. Um, I've always loved mortgages as tools. Um, you can pay yourself a little bit, but a lot of people have problems with mortgages or not with mortgages, with owning a house because you have property taxes and you've got upkeep and you have more insurance. So, you know, California is so obvious when you look at a uh, a renter versus an owner and no one feels pity for the renter. No owners feel pity for the renter who doesn't have to pay property tax and no renter feels pity for the owner who has to have a mortgage of $700,000 or something like that. Right. Yeah. My payment's $4,000 a month. Yeah. And you don't have a payment. You can fly to like a butterfly to Asia for a vacation. Um, so anyway, there's a lot going on there in my opinion, but, um, you know, well, paying off your mortgage early is one of the big issues and your parents wanted to pay off their mortgage early because they lived in a different time than we do. They did. They live uh, in a low-cost mortgage area. Yeah, I was actually surprised to find out that my parents, um, after owning the house for over 30 years, still had a couple hundred thousand dollars in a mortgage. And then my dad, but he had a plenty of equity. Yeah. And you know, he bought the house for 89000 ended up with 200000 Hmm, how did that work out? He built a garage, built a pool, built some, you know, did some landscaping, bought a car. And, and he used that equity wisely, and he managed the debt. It wasn't a lot. You know, anytime someone says the word landscaping, I start thinking manscaping. <laughs> like what I should be doing this weekend. Uh, it's oh my, it's a job. My, my. It's a, and, it, and it comes fast. Yeah. The maintenance comes fast. The next thing you know, that you're like, oh my gosh, I got a weed. I got I got to stay in the fence. I have to, my grass is dying. Uh, those bushes look awful. I'm going to replace them. And next thing you know, you spend a couple thousand dollars, and that's sweat equity. You're still spending money. Every time Tony talks about his grass is dying, I think about manscaping <laughs> this weekend. Oh my my my! I've seen you cut grass before. What is the matter with you? It's Tony Mendez, BarryLoanSource.com. It's BarryLoanSource.com. So if your mortgage, so your parents should have paid off their mortgage because they were paying 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14% mm-hmm. through the years. And then mortgages went sub 5% and sub 4% and so on. It doesn't make a lot of sense to pay off a mortgage in this day and age. Yeah. In fact, my, my dad's 75. He refinanced when he was 72. And he has a sub 4% interest rate. And he's going to keep that till he until he sells the house or dies. Okay. So, you know, funny. I, don't th- I don't think of your dad as having a mortgage now. Mm-hmm. I think of your dad as retired. I think of him as fishing. I think of him as loving Lots grandchildren. Of yeah. So and I don't think of mortgage. It's just an odd image that came to my head. Um, some mortgage related services, you know, some of me want, some of you don't want private mortgage insurance. Ugh. some of the stuff that's out there. And again, you know, mortgage, mortgage accelerators, some of the stuff that's out there is it seems to play on like the fact that we were not terribly well educated as children in society with financial products and commissions and fees and things that go with them. Yeah. So uh, you, you want to get out of mortgage insurance and it's, it's, 
you're paying somebody else to insure uh, that that lender's equity in that property in case they have to sell the property if, if you go into foreclosure. Um, I don't like it with the, the amount of equity that a lot of people are earning here in, in the Bay Area and across the nation and the amount of products that are out there right now to help you get out of it. Even jumbo loans right now, you can get up to 90% jumbo loans with no mortgage insurance uh, with a good credit score, of course. But then you got Fannie Mae and, and Freddie Mac. You can go up to 95%, 97% in some cases. And if you, all you need is 3 or 5% in your equity in your property, and you can get out of some of that mortgage insurance. There's something called lender-paid mortgage insurance, and sometimes it makes sense to buy the heck that rate down. We talk about this all the time, and it pays you back. Um, if there's actually some people that we've talked to who's who who've actually achieved that 78 percent or 22 percent equity goal, where the mortgage insurance is supposed to drop off automatically, and it hasn't. Um, and there's a couple reasons why, but a lot of people aren't even checking it. They're like, "Wow, why didn't my mortgage insurance fall off?" Um, I don't like mortgage accelerators. Uh, especially ones that you pay for. I don't like mortgage accelerators because typically there's an Australian accent <laughs> sign to it. Hey, bloke, did you pay too much in mortgage this last year? I can accelerate your mortgage payment and save you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, which is funny if they actually work. And every every person in in Australia just rolled over <laughs> for the worst Australian accent ever. Uh, they They actually can work, but they're very costly. And these guys are making thirty, forty thousand dollars commissions easily on a transaction, which is crazy. Um, if you want to pay off your mortgage early, uh, you can easily make an extra payment every month. I'm sorry, an extra payment every year. Uh, you can make a hundred dollar contribution every month if you wanted. Uh, I don't recommend it until you talk to your CPA, but it's something that people do all the time. And you can say the, the, every mortgage I've ever had has always been an automatic withdrawal from my bank. The worst payment you can make late is a mortgage payment, um, and unfortunately, a lot of people who do their mortgages on their do their their extra payments on their own actually don't know how to do it correctly, and they end up with a late payment. I, there are people listening right now who have done it. It's because they're not writing two checks instead of one, and they apply the principal towards the the wrong payment. Right? They, you know, this is, it's crazy. You can get a lot of trouble by doing it wrong. I'm Rob Black. That's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. We'll take a break here. We'll talk soon. You can always find me at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. You can subscribe to iTunes. If you Google me on YouTube or YouTube me on, search me on YouTube, you'll find that I do some videos there from TV. You can find me on Facebook at Crown 4 Rob Black, but you can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com, and you can find me at RobBlackShow.com. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Hi, I'm Rob Black, host of Rob Black and Your Money. Join me and CFP Chad Burton for Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar coming up on May 3rd, 630 to 830 at the Juniper Hotel in Cupertino. Registration is $25, but free with the code RADIO25 when you sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. 
Retirement planning is more complicated than ever. It can be hard to even know where to begin, but focusing on a few essential issues will help increase your income in retirement and your chances of enjoying a secure future. CFP Chad Burton will discuss new tax laws and how they affect your retirement, transitioning your portfolio from accumulation to income, the right accounts to draw from first social security changes, good and bad retirement products, measuring risk, protecting your estate from long-term care costs. I will discuss the economy and market trends. Michelle Lerman will explain updates for estate planning. It's the Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar, May 3rd, 6.30 to 8.30 at the Juniper Hotel in Cupertino. Registration is $25, but free with the code RADIO25 when you sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's new focusfinancial.com three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.